picks up pretty much everything. Oh, perfect. And then this one is like if you wanted to say something to the, uh, <laughs> like talk to the camera. All right, we're good. All right, camera's rolling. Big Bear Podcast number one. Mike Southfield Pawn Shop up first. All right. Uh, yeah. So we got the. There's a local pawn shop down in South Wheeling, and Mike's the owner here, and uh, Nathan Wolf, the Wolf. He decided uh, to go pawn his guitar, <laughs> and then uh, we really have to put that in there. Talk to yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk to Mike and uh, see if we could get Mike on the podcast, and. Uh, we just wanted to go over, you know, uh, you know how you started and all that, and what it's like to run a small business in the Ohio Valley. Yeah. Did you have anything for us? Any questions for us? How'd you guys get started on the podcast? What give you the idea? Well, for me, I uh, well, he came up to you last year sometime about the movie. Right. Right. Very and interesting. Yeah, and I, so I wanted to start the movie, and we kind of got, like, a rough draft done of it, and I put it up on YouTube, and we can show you that, um, if you wanted to check that out, but we got that up on YouTube, and we're only getting, like, you know, 500, 600 views on it, so now we're trying to, like, get a bigger following, and so we want to get, like, people from around the area to come and do a podcast and talk about their lives and then we can talk about our lives a little bit and uh try and get people interested in our movie and uh just build a bigger following well it helps to have guests that people like i don't know if i'm the, the right guest to get your following out oh i'm sure. <laughs> you're fitting right in already yeah, yeah. I'm you sure. gotta have people that the community like you know yeah yeah no we did the movie and then just Bullshitting. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, oh, yeah. Tom Sierra, stuff like that. And it just, hey, let's try it. And we just, we'll sit here for hours and bullshit and just start filming ourselves. And it's like, hey, let's get uh, just people on. <laughs> some like, fresh, like, fresh somebody, somebody, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Some different ideas. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get, I haven't approached him yet. Jody from Gumby is the owner. He yeah, has like okay. 40, 50 mm-hmm. stores. I'm eventually going to get him, some of the managers that I know. Uh, I plan on asking old man Jensen eventually, and then any uh, Jensen supplies, landscaping supplies. Oh, okay. Uh, out there maybe on the eighty-eight, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, maybe some local bands like the Clerks, very you know locally famous. They play at Generations all the time. Some other things. Uh, his dad plays in a band there at Eagles all the time. Maybe just start talking and get some people over here. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, somebody takes interest. Between serious conversation and just fucking off, beep beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you want to ask first when we get it started, or? Um. Yeah. Uh. Well, did you you have any other questions for us or anything? Oh no, not really. I really like what you're doing with the place. It's a great start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be my shop, my home. <laughs> <laughs> just in the shed. We work with what we got. He, we used to, I call it the employee lounge now, or now it's a studio, but that used to be the studio where you just hang out all the time after work, before work, and then move down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's your side gig, the, the podcast? 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, I do Big Bear. That's I started Big Bear, and I started that about uh, like six or seven years ago. And then, um, you know, after doing that for a couple years, I kind of like I love Big Bear, and I definitely want to be with it forever. But I kind of want to get into the uh, social media space uh, more, like production, like the movie. Tried that out. Do some podcasts. You know, maybe. Uh, you wrote a book. Wrote a book. Yeah, that's his copy. Yeah. Okay. I'll just put that up there. And so, so we just, um, yeah, I'm trying to get into the uh, um, influence, you know, influ- uh, social media influencer. Yeah, like kind of space. So that's where we're kind of gearing towards now. And like the season for Big Bear is kind of drifting down. So I want to. Um, you know, start getting into the more, um, you know, podcasts and maybe movies or like a TV series or something, just whatever clicks and whatever people like, pretty much. You say Big Bear, that's your log Yeah, it's big, long, big Bear Long Care Landscaping. Okay, okay. I got the, <laughs> the yard signs right there. But yeah, that's what we do. That That's, he's pretty much my partner and he helps out with that. I'm a builder. We uh, just finished two versa block walls, one in the making. Uh, I got a small backyard with some decorative rock I'm laying right now. Uh, I have pictures of them, actually. I've always liked building things. I don't know why. Yes, sir. But yeah, that's what we do. That's our like money maker, and now we're trying to expand into the uh, you know podcast uh, arena. Make I guess this your money maker. Yeah. That's what I would like, yeah. Yeah. That's where your passion's at. It's not in fixing retaining walls and cutting grass. Huh? I mean, I enjoy building things, but <laughs> yeah, it, it would, it'd be nice to have a main source of income where, I mean, I want to say it's easy, but influencing is a hard thing just to reach for people, but um, it's just fun. You know what I mean? It's not work mm-hmm. if you enjoy what you do. And I mean, I do like building things, and I love being outside, cutting grass eight hours a day. <laughs> it gets, it, it, it gets old, you know. Yeah. And this is one of the walls we're just finishing up here. I got to cut the ends. You know, we got a 14-inch block saw, and then decorative rocks will go all around, and it wraps around the whole house. I just finished that quarter, corner up Friday, so I don't have too many other pictures. And then this is the backyard. I just finished laying the tarp. And Monday, when Wilson's opens up in Martin's Ferry, okay, I'm not <clears throat> endorsed or sponsored by them, so don't go to Wilson's until they pay me for advertising. But uh, yeah, picking up the de- decorative rock for that. It goes all around the pool. That's really nice. Yeah, I like the job because you meet a lot of people. That's actually something I ask you later. You, I love meeting the people and all the different characters out there. You know, some people are. I don't want to kick in the teeth. Some people, you know, they're just awesome. They're easy to talk to, and they're cracking jokes, and they'll sit out there with you. I, I love people. That's why I, I do Gumby's in the in the winter. We don't do snow removal or anything, and I hope to stop that eventually. But I love working the drive through and just all the characters, messing with people, making people laugh. I, I love the social interaction of both jobs, and kind of plays into the influencing, too. But, uh, we're definitely curious about how many stories you have on the pawn shop. Ooh. How many characters and go on there. But first, I want to ask you, like, 
what got you to be a small business owner, entrepreneur type thing? Thank God. Did you do anything before a trade or work anything? How long have you been running the pawn shop? Well, I've been in it for uh, about 24 years. I've been doing it going on 25. I've been a pawnbroker. I've had my own place for around seven and a half, going on eight years now. Say, you've been there for a while, though. I can, we grew up here as far back as I can remember that pawn shop's been there. The right. one in South Wheeling? I think so. Yeah, but I've been there about seven years. Oh, seven nice. years. I thought you were there longer for some reason. What uh, what got you into it? Where did you get the idea? Uh, well, I honestly, I worked for the electric company. I worked for the electric company, and uh, I worked out of town. A lot of travel. From California to Carnegie to Indiana. And I was about 23 years old traveling with the electric company. It was good money. It was a lot of fun traveling. After a while, I just got burnt out on it. Right. You didn't know if you was going to be in Columbus, Ohio, or Columbus, California, when you walked out the hotel. It all looked the same. Hotel life. Yeah, it was the hotel life. And it was fun, you know, drinking and carrying on and traveling. I didn't have any kids or any much responsibilities. I had my own place back home. But the travel, there was nothing nothing concrete with that. It was always someplace new. You couldn't you couldn't really put down a lot of ties. All right, set roots. Set roots. Yeah, you was in different cities a month at a time or two months at a time, and then you get to go back to your home, which was, you know, I lived in Moundsville. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just got tired of all the travel. And I come home one week and was looking in the newspaper, and it said a clerk. I didn't even know what kind of clerk I was applying for. So I went to the pawn shop, and I was like, well, I'll be a clerk. What, what are you doing here? He's like, do you know much about pawn shops? I was like, well, um, I used to pawn a gun to get some beer money. <laughs> when I was 18, I used to pawn a shotgun and just go get beer money and come back and on payday and go get it. All right, sounds you know. familiar a little bit. <laughs> and uh, that's about all I knew of the pawn shop. They would, they would pawn my gun for 30 40 bucks, and I'd have a good weekend with the boys and <laughs> go back on the payday and, and go get my gun. Yeah, right. Yeah. So from there on out, I was pretty much blind to the to all the ins and outs and what it took to. I was walking in unknowing other than just the firearms. Yeah. Really, that they take a gun. What do you mean, like the licensing and stuff the like that? Licensing, you know, the 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 federal mandates and the city mandates and right. you know just the security you've got to have. There's a there's a whole litany of things that. If you would have told me before I'd applied, I probably wouldn't have applied for that. <laughs> yeah, I, that would have run me off. That's not something I was ready to do at 23 years old, just right. looking to get off the road. Uh -huh. It was a, a huge commitment, huge, huge commitment. Once you walk in there, um, you could be putting your life on just even though you're the clerk. Yeah, uh, yeah. You could be putting your life on Sure. You're dealing with a lot of gold and, and guns oh, and yeah. cash. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Well, thankfully, yeah. we live in Ohio Valley. I mean, there is some bad people running around, but this is a pretty good area for the most part. For the most part, yeah. You don't yeah. have the gangbangers and the cartels. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. on the mainstream. A couple of, drunk assholes yeah. and some crackheads, you know. That's mm -hmm. pretty much it. They'll yeah. give you a hard time, but they're not coming in six at a time holding you up and in, in, yeah. in place. Yeah. Thank God. Organized. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it gets dangerous, when it's organized. You don't yeah. see that so much here, so yeah. you know I've never had a big fear of that. But it's always in the back of your head. Right. Uh -huh. It's yeah. always in the back of your head that there's going to be one, one nut job out there that just has nowhere else to turn. They feel like that would be, the, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. for a hundred bucks to you know, or, you know what I mean. And some people get desperate. Desperate's a 
being desperate's a very dangerous place, mind state to be in. People do a lot of crazy shit whenever they're hungry. Yeah. And then when a man gets hungry, oh, yeah. he gets desperate. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go too in-depth that, but we just dealt with that with an, uh, an employee. Uh, just a guy... Really oh rough, yeah, yeah, really great. rough spot. Great person. Always, when he first started, very positive. I mean, he'd show up, be like, "Let's do it, guys." Bust out ten, fifteen push-ups, hop in the truck, work ten hours without a complaint. And over a course of about a year and a half, just uh, whatever he was into, he just you watched him deteriorate, and just things happen, and you just kind of got to separate yourself from it. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. You never know. It's tragic. But that leads to negativity. That leads us to the next thing. Yeah. What is some of the craziest shit people that have been in the store? Well, wait, 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 wait. I want to know. So, okay, so you were the clerk. And then, so how long were you the clerk until you became the owner? And in that process? About 16 years. But I left where I started. Uh Uh-huh. So it, it wasn't was the same shop. Own. No, that wasn't the same shop. Oh, okay. Actually, that's when I was... I was no, I okay. was in a different shop. In Moundsville? In, in Wheeling. In okay. Wheeling. Yeah, it was the bigger pawn shop in Wheeling. They were the big dog for many years. Not Maybe the outdoor it, store. It was. It was the outdoor, oh, store. The outdoor store. No so way. You worked for that lawyer guy. I met him once or twice long. He was a lawyer, right? The owner? No. No, not at all. Maybe I'm thinking of a different pawn shop. My bad. My bad. No, he's from Moundsville. He's just a nice guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But working for $15, 16 an hour and I had a couple kids, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I want better for my kids. Right. Yeah. I want better for them. They're going to be going to college one day. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through a, a very trying divorce. And, uh, yeah, it was more for my kids than it was, let's see how much money I can make. Yeah. Let's see how good yeah. of a life I can provide for my kids. Uh-huh. That, that was the fire that started. Yeah. Very you know, and after 16, 17 years of working for somebody else, I I felt I knew what it took and I, to, to have my own business. And I knew the chink in the armor at that business of what made that business not as, as, as profitable as it could be. Mm-hmm. Stepping back and looking at that business thinking, if I own this place, I would do that differently. Right. And I would make these cuts and I would do yeah. that better. And I wouldn't do that anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So whenever I was able to get my own shop, I implemented those changes that they weren't doing where I see they were lacking. Mm-hmm. When they were lacking, of, of, man, they should have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. And and just refine the whole process of what I was doing at the outdoor store to uh, what I do today. Observe. Nice. Observe, nice. learn, and adapt. Yeah, just because you have um, a want to go and do a business, you need to work for someone. If you're an HVAC guy, mm-hmm. you need to put your time in. You need to learn that business. You can't just wake up and say, well, I'm going to start an HVAC company today. I don't know shit about an HVAC. Um, yeah. I know oh, those yeah, guys yeah. can write their own paychecks. Mm-hmm. I know they can write their own paychecks, 100 bucks an hour or what have you. But you need to put your time in. All right. as, mm-hmm. as much as you hate working for the man, yeah. you've got to learn it. Mm-hmm. And after 16, 17 years of working for the man, I was, I felt I was ready to take that leap. Probably maybe even five or six years sooner than that. Uh-huh. But after my kids, it, it was definitely time. Yeah, it was definitely time to make that move. Mm-hmm. You took that step. Like, were you scared? Or were you scared? pretty confident? Like, well, from the get go, scared. Yeah. If I failed, I'd be homeless. Exactly. That's what I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
I would cool. say scared is a lot. Yeah. Well, I imagine it brings straight determination, though. You know. You have to. Yeah. You got to forget the bars. You got to forget your friends. Friends. Mm. You got to forget mm -hmm. your family. You got to forget those people. They're not the one that's going to feed you. You're going to feed you. Those people don't give a shit. They just like you. They're drinking buddies. Right. You got to say goodbye to those people. Mm -hmm. And goodbye to the bars and going to the creek and your vacations ain't going to happen for a few years, several years. Well, I do mm -hmm. think a tight knit circle. I don't even say buddy, I say family. I mean, we grew up together. I, I do believe that's important. Absolutely. It, I mean, it's I good to have two or three people. After yeah. that, your circle's too big, your secrets are out, they're telling people your business. Mm -hmm. No, keep it only two or three. That's all you need. Yeah. And you need to drive inside you. Mm -hmm. You truly do. If it's not in you first, it's pointless. It's right. got to be in you. You can't count on anybody other than yourself. You can count. That's count. right. That's you, very true. You count on the help from maybe your buddies every now and then, but they've got shit going on too. They got families and lives. Mm -hmm. It's got to be you, and it's got to be inside you. Yeah, yeah. It is something different. I mean, yeah. You gotta. You can't. And when you're in your company, you can't take. There is no time off, really. Like even when you're off, you still are thinking about it. You know, you're still thinking about, oh, well, I gotta do this, this, and that, and there's pretty much always something to do. Where if you're just clocking nine to five, you leave and you're done. You don't give a shit after five yeah. o'clock. I'll be back tomorrow. Whenever you have your own place. We actually argue a lot about that because, so he's the owner. Me and one other guy manage the jobs mostly, and then I'll have in my mind what I'm gonna do tomorrow. You know, I have it planned out, and then in the morning. If there's something he feels that's more important or somebody doesn't show up, you know, it's just frantic. That's why I don't think you can rely on just yourself all the time. It's, it's really, in a business, I believe, I don't, I don't know so much about a store, but in our field, I'd say. Yeah, with we, us trying to rely on people to show up and then, you know, even when they show up to do the job correctly, that's the hardest part is just like, you know, making sure they're as competent and reliable as us when you pretty much there's not many that are you know and we've had a lot of workers and i don't even like pulling new people in anymore i just like to keep it it's almost like i want to stay smaller just so it's easier to control and i'm not losing mowers or weed eaters or they're breaking it because they were uh last year or the year before we'd have we had oh we had like four or five trucks out every day and we had a bunch of uh like, for, you know, new guys, like, five or six new guys that were $10 an hour, and they were putting straight gas in the weed eaters like when no one was looking. And, and just breaking equipment and all this. And if you take, like, how much I was making versus how much they were messing up, or they have to send, send them back because they miss a spot or something, it's just better to, you know, consolidate and, um, you know, make sure nothing goes wrong. It's a lot easier because he's, I mean, me and him... When we're on the job, you know, not much can go wrong unless it's something, like, unforeseeable. But we know how to do pretty much everything. And then our other guy, Mason, he knows what he's doing. So, you know, if we're there, it's pretty solid. It's the other guys that you got to watch, and you can't always watch them. You know, sometimes they are behind the building or whatever, and you can't always see. And something that we go back and forth on, too, especially recently, is to get any bigger... Let's say, you know, eventually driving brand new trucks. We have four trucks and three of them are reliable and they 
stuff still happens, you know? Absolutely. Uh, to get brand new trucks and expand, you have to take the chance and pass somebody the reins on certain jobs and see how they do. And it's, you know, you either, what's a metaphor? I could, you push the bird out the nest. It either drops to the ground or it flies. Mm -hmm. And if he flies, who's to say he's coming back next summer because we don't offer winter work and we're not big enough to offer unemployment right now. Right. <clears throat> you know, that's almost like taking this step with the, well, as you were saying earlier, it's it's very hard to get to. And it does take a lot of time and dedication, aggravation, you know. Uh, I don't know how to word it. Can you help me out here? Like with, uh, Cor like with Corey, how I was asking. Ask yeah, me. okay, well, we can come back to that. Okay, so, but I want to get back on track. So you were, uh, okay, so you were taking the leap. Oh, now okay. you decided you wanted to start your store. What did it, did you see a place that came up for sale or did you already own that building? Like, how did you go from uh, the business in Wheeling to your own? Like that. Transition? I wagered everything. I wagered mm -hmm. everything. I didn't own that building. I looked at probably... 60 shitholes yeah. and probably 40 really out of my price league buildings mm -hmm. and everything in between. And and I knew what I wanted, but it was the price point I was working with. Yeah. It was the big influence on that. And I, I needed the most bang for my buck. And once again, I probably looked at 100 buildings. I looked at buildings that had birds living through the roof and a, yeah. a skylight and was thinking, man, I could make this work. Mm -hmm. I didn't need that. I needed almost a turnkey building because I need to make money. I got kids and yeah. it has to be right. And I'm going to mm -hmm. mold it into what I need it to be, even though it's not perfect. Yeah. I wagered my house, my future, everything, everything wow. on this is going to work mm -hmm. or I'm going to be homeless. Yeah. Literally. Homeless. That's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of the drive, you know, not just that I wanted to do it, but I have two kids counting on. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're uh, four years old and three years old. Mm -hmm. At the time? At the time, yeah. How, how old are they now? Oh, no, I'm sorry. They were uh, seven and eight. Now they're uh, 17 and 18. Okay. Yeah. Now my daughter's going to college. My son will finish high school this year. That's amazing. You know, Congratulations. Yeah. And, and, to, you know, just starting out like that, we didn't have much money. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were, you know, they were, like I said, about seven and eight years old. And we would go to garages after school, after work, and buy everything in that garage. Yard sale? Oh, yeah. Everything in that garage. Mm -hmm. Whether it was junk or good, we would do people that had passed away. We would go buy everything in that garage and go through it. Mm -hmm. My kids would sleep on the, on the backseat of the truck until 11 o'clock at night. And then we would wow. go home. And they would have school the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, this is, what, this is work. Mm -hmm. so gotta do. You gotta fill up the store. Yeah, we had we we have to have merchandise to sell. We gotta have a reason to bring people in, not just because they need a loan, but right. we need to make money to have loan out money. Yeah, if we're not selling anything. I don't have a money tree. I've got to have that turnover operating mm -hmm. capital. I've got to have that money to flip that back out mm -hmm. on loans. And and once again, they would be in the the back seat of the truck doing homework. Yeah. It, it, 10 o'clock at night in a stranger's driveway uh -huh. to get wow. it going. Yeah. And I'm sorting through junk and trying to find the, the golden treasure in right. there. And, you know, every once in a while you get hit, but half the shit gets thrown away. That's why he was getting it so cheap. 
Yeah. That you had to take it off. Uh-huh. Whether it's an old mattress or if you found a diamond ring, which we never did. You had to take it <laughs> yeah. off. You had to take that broken weed eater. You had to take all that crap. Yeah, they just wanted it out. You, yeah. you have to take it all. We're going to yeah. give you a good deal, Mike, but you got to take it all. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so you were constantly looking for that diamond in the rough in there and, and hopefully hit it big. Never really did hit it big on any of the garage cleanouts, and we did probably eight or ten of those, and it took months. Mm-hmm. I say eight or ten. It's not very many in the word of eight or ten, but you go through eight or ten pack-ratted garages. Yeah. Yeah, that's it'll take you a week at a time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of and then it'll take you three weeks to get it cleaned up, priced, and put out for sale once you hit the shop. Yeah, you just yeah. can't put somebody's garage finds out for sale. You gotta get the good stuff. It's crusty. It's dirty. You gotta mm-hmm. make sure it works. You're not selling junk. You know, it's not a yard sale. Right. It's a pawn shop. Yeah, that's true. You know, you can't mm-hmm. have yard sale items and broken chandeliers for sale. That's not that kind of place. Uh huh. You know, it's yeah. it's not a thrift store. Do you, do you give a guarantee on certain things, or yeah. is it... Uh, Everything I sell, I guarantee it works correctly. Give about 10 days to check it out. 10 if days. If any problems, you save your receipt, I'll give your money back, or let you exchange it. Mm-hmm. After 10 days, it's yours. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw. Right, right. It's yeah, yours. That's fair. And I guarantee everything, all my diamonds are real, all my gold's good, stand behind it a thousand percent. I would never put anything out there that's not even... that's not right. I would You're going to... It take you two minutes to ruin a twenty-five year reputation. Oh yeah! It take yeah. you two minutes to ruin your reputation. Mm-hmm. It's a service, just like anything else. Yeah, you've got to stand behind what you're pushing. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're cutting grass or you're selling diamonds, mm-hmm. you better stand behind it. Oh yeah, for sure. Got to. Did you ever guarantee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your uh, what? What would you say is like your most where do you get your most profit from? Tools or Gold guns? And guns. Gold, gold and guns. Gold and guns. Without hesitation. Oh, yeah? Without hesitation, gold and guns. Nice. Gold's almost striking a record high daily. Hmm. Firearms never go out of style in the valley. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Not around that. As long as you have quality. Even mm-hmm. a little old lady every once in a while will come in. I just want something for the nightstand. And she's uh-huh. seven years old. My husband passed. I don't feel safe anymore. I just need a little pea shooter for the nightstand. I'm not carrying it to church. Mm-hmm. I just need to feel safe. I need something. Yeah. Can you show me that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Nice. You know, she don't have any family around to protect her. She don't have a dog anymore to alert her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the police are busy, you know. Yeah. They don't have time. You know, you don't have that kind of time to wait on somebody to come save you. And she knows mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know. Yeah. So the yeah. guns, you know, they always hit good, and the, and the gold is, is surefire. Once again, it's teetering record highs daily. Yeah. So do you um, do you sell your gold to like the people around here, or uh, it, do you like melt it down, or what do you? How do you process the gold? The broken dental. I'll take dental gold grills. Yeah. Like, that stuff is <laughs> broken, or like I said. A, the gold teeth stuff. Yeah. The grills. Do you get that a lot? Uh, every once in a while. But people pay so much to have those custom made. They're normally not scrap. They're not normally selling those at the pawn yeah. shop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, I'll take a grill in. But you can't resell them. Your teeth isn't the same as his, and his isn't the right. same as mine. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you pretty much got to scrap that stuff. But anything that's not broken or, or scrap, I turn it back to the public. 
Okay. Yeah. I turn it back to the public and try to get the retail money out of it. Because mm-hmm. you're going to get more money out of the retail side of, of jewelry than you will the scrap price. It's just like a car. Right? Yeah. If you yeah. sell a car driving good car, you're going to get more yeah, money yeah, than scrap yours. Yeah, you know, it's the same yeah. premise with gold. Mm-hmm. You know, So you want to try to retail everything. Yeah. And that's where yeah. your money's at in the retail. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, what is gold going to ounce right now? Teeter's at about two grand an ounce. Oh, wow. And that's not 10 carat. That's not 14 carat. That's 24 carat. Mm-hmm. That's pure gold. Yeah. You never see pure gold. Even my chain is not pure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's too soft. they got to put other metals in there, nickel yeah. and alloys and silver, and just mm-hmm. to strengthen it up. It's just too soft. It'll bend when you sleep in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So they, they add filler, if you will, or alloys to it to strengthen it up. Mm-hmm. Up a little bit. So what was your biggest, uh, what was the biggest thing you bought and then sold? Jewelry. Jewelry, like a necklace or a... Uh, diamond ring. Diamond ring. It was a uh, 10 carat diamond ring. Mm-hmm. 10 carats. It was custom built. A 10 carat diamond? Uh, the, the center stone was seven and a quarter carats. Oh, which is wow. Huge. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. the size of a nickel. Mm-hmm. Really? To put that in, in perspective. Wow. Jesus. That was my next question. Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, nickel. That's about the surface area the size of a nickel. Uh-huh. And the lady had bought it. It was, she had paperwork on it, had it custom built in New York. It was about 150 grand. Damn. Which she paid for it. Damn. And she brought it in, and obviously the marriage went kaput, and she had pawned it and got it back, and pawned it again and got it back, and then... The third time she pawned it, she just never come back. Mm-hmm. She fell off. You just, you never know about people. You don't know. So how long do they have to come back after they pawn? It's 720 hours. Okay. It's 30 uh, days. I have the receipt somewhere. Yeah, 30 <laughs> yeah. days. I got the receipt somewhere. <laughs> by the hour. Yeah, oh, I got it by the hour. Uh-huh. 720 hours is what you get. But it's yeah. a 30-day loan. Uh-huh. If you don't get it out in 30 days, another 30 days. Okay. So your loan's still 120 to get it out. That twenty dollars mm-hmm. just holds it for another thirty days. Yeah, yeah. And you can pay okay. that twenty dollars as many times as you like until uh-huh. you're able to get your merchandise back. Nice, nice. Yeah, Sorry. by far the 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 diamond ring is by far the biggest, heaviest hit that I've ever had in the pawn business. Oh, nice. What about collectibles? Because I was looking at a lot of those coins. And, uh, different things you have that uh, I saw some Nazi memorabilia some things like that yeah yeah that's okay. probably yeah the biggest and collectible the Nazi stuff I got some of those that, yeah, I, I'm gonna hold on to them but I've seen them at your shop they look pretty cool yeah that's you know that's kind of um, political for some people I've just had one person that, that had something to say about it but I'm not here to be political show me the money it's about yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's history. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be offended, don't look at it. Go to right. That's not why I'm selling it. Yeah. I'm selling it as a collectible. And Doesn't mean I'm a supporter over here. Everybody's into something. Everybody's into something is what I say. You know. Well, it's um, a museum, too. You yeah. know, museums could use it. Absolutely. It's history. It's, that's definitely. It's really history. In the condition that it's in, it's definitely museum quality. What Which is nice. What would you say your, your uh, on a day-to-day basis, like, how many pawns would you take in or sales? Does it vary? Is there a time of the month where, you know, you get more business? Or? Usually the first week of the month, you'll do a lot of uh, sales. Okay. 
And then at the next three weeks after that, it just varies. It, you, you never know what's going to come in that door. You never know what somebody's going to need. Right. And you, you just never know. Usually I can generally say the first week of the month is going to be your biggest sales. Generally. Oh, that makes sense. But I've had my biggest sale day on Wednesday. When I saw yeah. that diamond ring, it was a Wednesday. Right. In right. the middle of the month. You just don't know who's coming in. Yeah. Ram just a look. Everybody likes to shop around. People like pawn shops. You never know what you're going to find in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like a hidden treasure. It's just like a, not a garage sale, but same aspect. You know, you're looking around. If I think I can make money on it and flip it in there, I'll sell it. Do you I, ever do any online? I used to, but it takes up too much time. Yeah. Now they started charging West Virginia sales tax on eBay. That's not a fair playing field for the guy that is in Spokane, Washington, selling the same damn item. And you don't have to charge sales tax on mm -hmm. yeah. Who are you going to buy off of? Tax-free or yeah. like the tax guy? Yeah. And it doesn't put us on an equal playing field. So I quit the eBay thing. It's just, I'm, I'm second rate on there. What about Facebook Marketplace? Do they do sales tax? You do a lot of that. Well, it depends if you do cash or not. Oh. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how that, I don't do a lot of Facebook Marketplace. Like, I don't sell things. Yeah, but I mean, make a quick buck every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, make a quick buck every once in a while. And that, it usually works out good. And I buy, I found a lot of good deals on there. And, like, uh, we got a concrete saw, and it was a still 460 TS, runs great. It's an older model. You wanted 100 bucks for it. And, like, online, a new one's, like, 1000 1200 bucks. Absolutely. And I was like, okay, I got to have that. So I found a lot of good deals on there. I sure. used that all week. It was, I love that thing. Whenever you're selling stuff like that on Facebook Marketplace and that, um, there's even parameters. I would still have to turn that into my accountant. And I'm going to pay tax on that overall, even right. at that rate. You can't. I couldn't skirt that as a business, as a yeah, individual as, as a buying, buying right. stuff mm -hmm. off Facebook Marketplace. You're not making a living off of it. It doesn't go back into your money till right. at the shop. You know. Yeah, yeah. There'd be totally, totally different angles of, unless you're making a living off Facebook yard sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, you're not paying that tax. Yeah. I tried uh, Amazon before. And it was, when Amazon first started, it was great. And then, because they, when they first started, I don't think they even had tax or nothing for sellers or buyers or anything. And uh, I remember I would go out, and uh, this was when I was at, uh, I went to WVU, and I was down there, and I would just buy bundles of, like, uh, GameCube games. I remember this. Nintendo 64 games, because that's what I liked. So anytime I seen something, I'd pick out what I wanted, and then I'd sell the rest. And I was making decent money at that, just on the side, you know, messing around. And then they started the best uh, A to Z guarantee or something. And I sold a... I had a, an Xbox One, and it just came out, like, two weeks. Two or three weeks it was out, and I got one. And retail was 500 bucks. I bought it for, like, uh, 200 and I sold it for, like, 350 400 bucks on Amazon. They got it, and the customer said it was broke when it wasn't. Like, I tested it out. The customer said it was broke, and then... Uh, Shipped it back to me, just completely wrecked. Like, I think they took it apart and, like, took what they wanted out of it and then sh sent it back to me. And I complained with Amazon, and I said, this is... I sent it out at work, and then they gave it to me broke. And Amazon said, it doesn't matter. Right. The buyer's always right. So we have that guarantee. You have to take the loss. And I'm like, okay. And then I stopped. I, I did like, do eBay for a little while. And along the same lines, when I first started, I had a meter. 
one of those multimeters for electric or something, mm -hmm. and uh, I sold it for a thousand dollars. Dang! Yeah, yeah, thousand bucks. I sold this meter for. I'm just starting out. Mm. I sold it around Thanksgiving time. I give a 30 day warranty on it. It says in the listing, "Hey, I'm giving you 30 days." Mm -hmm. Well, after January, this was after the New Year. The guy contacts me and says he wants his money back. I'm like, "Bud, you have 30 days." Yeah, everything's you know it was checked. I know it works. Everything's good. What, no, I'm not giving your money back. So he ultimately contacted eBay and then PayPal and said it was a fraudulent yeah. scheme mm -hmm. on his credit card. And what? they took the money right back out of my account as soon as he did that. And that was short-lived with eBay after the sales tax, after being rooked on that $1,000 when I first opened. I yeah. really couldn't take that hit. No. I, yeah. I, I was flabbergasted. I was, how could they do that? And people don't understand and how much that hurt you. That did. That yeah. did. That really kept me up at night and... uh I woke up to that email in the morning and it said we took that thousand dollars. That was a bad day. That was mm -hmm. I couldn't, oh yeah. That was a struggle to take that hit that early in business that he had done that to me as yeah. a business owner. And I know damn well that it worked and he had it almost nine almost ninety days or PayPal wouldn't have given him his money back. Wow. I think it was after ninety days. And he just made it in there. He Did he ship it back? Out. He shipped it back. Right, well, he shipped it back. I yeah. ultimately got so disgusted. I ended up, whenever I got it back, I didn't check it. I didn't do anything with it, and I'd give it away. I'd give really? it away. I'd give it yeah, away. Yeah, kind of wash your hands. I, I don't want to see that around my shop. I'm not going to try to get anything. <laughs> yeah, out. I've done yeah. taking the hit. I bought it twice now. Mm -hmm. No, I'm mm -hmm. good. I'm if you're watching this, you know who you are? You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a hell of a hit. I don't hold grudges, but that was a hell of a hit. Don't yeah. expect any more deals. <laughs> Yeah, they did. We got customers doing that. To me, you I've always had that problem ever since I've started. Like, you'll have some people that are like, oh, well, can you do this, this, and this? Yeah. Charge them, you know, five, six hundred bucks. Oh, well, I need this, this, and this done, too. That drives me insane. That'll be extra. Oh, no, you said five hundred dollars. No argue with that. And then, so, then you have people that don't want to pay at all. It, it's like, that we'll cut the grass and then they're not home. You know, so then... You know, it's like, okay, well, we missed you. Oh, can you come and cut it? We'll pay you next time. They're not him that time. And then I I wouldn't do more than three cuts, but they'll skip out on that. And then the, the, the dirt job, the seed and straw that you canceled. That's the, the, the worst one. Was oh, this, I'm so mad. We did this in the rain. And and I have, like, for bigger jobs, I have contracts. But this job was, like, it, it was, like, a 1000 bucks, and they did 500 down and 500 when we were done. And so I was like, 500 down, I was like, okay, well, we don't really need a contract. It isn't like a $10,000 job or anything. So we'll just go do that. And we did it, and she was nice and everything, paid. And then we finished the job in the rain, and uh, she gave us a check and everything. She was like, it looks fine. And then totally I, get a, I get something in the mail like two weeks later. She canceled the second check. And then she's like, oh, well... And this is like two weeks after, and we laid we laid tilled up her yard, and then put grass seed and straw down for her. And then she's like, "Well, the grass didn't grow, so I canceled the check." And I'm like, "You have to wait, you know, more than two weeks. It's not going to sprout." And we went over there, and they have been cutting it, walking on it. The dogs have been peeing on it, like. And we even laid more seed and straw for her too to get the five hundred dollars back. Fifty bags of topsoil because they had a lot of clay in their yard. So just to get it that, yeah, $250 materials, $150, $200 labor. All is insane. Yeah. And then, so, and then she, so more of the story, she still didn't pay. 
And so now I got like an airtight contract where like you got to pay, we're going to charge you more and we're going to take you to court and all that <laughs> other happy shit. But like just a few people here and there throughout the entire years, every year, like people don't want to pay. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. They don't want to pay. It's that, that, that's the hardest part of it. For the most part though, people are pretty honest as long as you, you know, hold up by our reputation. Like we got good reviews on Google, Facebook. Absolutely. You come in, people trust you. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, I'd say for the yeah, most part, probably like maybe five people. But she straight smiled, shook our shook her hands. Yeah. She loved it. It'll look great. Two weeks later, canceled the check after I already deposited it. Like right? Yeah. You're counting on that. You've done banked on it. It's I, there. It's yeah. I, yeah, I, it's I, I would, I would equate it the same as that guy taking that thousand dollars fraudulent charge or whatever. It's just people. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. It's not like we clock in and clock out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they label that as a fraudulent scheme or something through eBay and then PayPal. Like yeah, yeah. A fraudulent scheme. I was reading that. Just like it's you got the item. Kidding. You know, you got what you paid for. I don't understand what's fraudulent about that. Yeah, just a couple weeks of being ninety days or it would have been his. Is that the biggest hit you took? No. That's the worst one. You remember? Oh yeah. You never forget whenever you took a screw in. Uh, <laughs> you never forget those ones. My girlfriend um, forgets them all the time. Oh shit, I gotta work on something. Never mind. A guy walks in and he's got these coins, gold coins. They're graded. They're in an acrylic case. They're sealed. They're hermetically sealed. I'm blown away. I'm like, you got four of these gold coins. Those are nice. Those are mm -hmm. those are pristine and graded. They're, they're from yeah, a reputable man. mint. You, they've got the holographic sticker on them. I'm blown away. I want these coins. Probably more than what I should have. But I needed I Not that I needed them, but I wanted them. They're going to make my shop look good. They're going to put me in a, a, a higher echelon of pawn shops. When people see, you've got quality, good quality stuff in there. High-end quality stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, people remember that. He had four of them. Out-of-town guy from like Buchanan, West Virginia. And uh, he's like, I, I want to, uh, I want, I'm looking to, to probably sell these. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm your coin guy, but uh, I'll do the best I can for you. And they're one ounce coins, each one of them. Mm -hmm. And for coins, you get more than face value, you get more than the gold weight, which is one ounce a piece, about yeah. two grand Damn. on each coin. Jeez. He's got four of them. Wow. It's eight yeah. grand. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm like, where you go? So I'm going to try to get 2,500 out of each coin. I make 500 dollars off each coin is what I'm thinking by just giving gold weight on these coins. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm like, I'll buy them all. I'll buy them all two grand a piece mm -hmm. if you sell them. Yeah, you know, I'll let you pawn them 1,500 mm -hmm. a piece. You come back and get them. But you want the money? You want the most you can get? That's what we're going to do today. He's like, that's the best you can do. Yeah, man, that, that you got. I don't know how long we're gonna have to hold these yeah. until I get a guy that wants a gold coin and they have that kind of money and they're in you know, yeah, yeah. you, you got to find a buyer next. Yeah, and yeah. a buyer that has the money the, too. Oh, everybody you know? likes gold. Store yeah. real estate is valuable. Yeah. And we settled up, and like I mentioned, there it was two grand a piece. Every one of them was fake. No shit. Every one of them was fake. Wow. How'd you find out? Yeah. I had an individual come in 
that has an x-ray machine for coins. I own one now. Yeah. <laughs> I own one now. That won't happen again. And he's like, I'm interested in buying one of these coins. He's a coin guy. That's what he does. So uh -huh. he had his own little, it's, um, you can get them off eBay. They're mm -hmm. very nice. Um, and he had his own x-ray machine. He's like, I want, I want to see one of those coins in there. I'm like, okay, I'll show them all to you. Yeah. Buy them all. I'll give you a deal. Yeah. I'll sell them all to you. If you buy them today at 23, I got 25.99 on them or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he sets it on that x-ray machine. He's like, Mike. I'm like, yeah. What's up? Oh, He's like, man. this coin's not good. Mm -hmm. You're bullshitting. They're, they're sealed. They're hermetically sealed. They got the, the embossed holographic logo on the inside of this acrylic case that's sealed. It's, it's sealed. Mm -hmm. You can't get in it. You would tell if somebody got in it. And uh, he's like, let me see another one. Next one. No good. Oh, no man. Way. Your heart's dropping. Oh, yeah. one sick. of these has got to be good. Yeah. Sure yeah. There's yeah. one in here. I can recoup some none of them. All four Damn. of these fucking bogus, man. Jeez. Do I remember the worst hit I took? Yeah, that was it. And you don't, <laughs> he's gone. There ain't nothing. Yeah, he's really. in the taillights. That happened, you know. Three months, three months after, you know, I bought him. He's oh, gone. yeah. Is there anything you can do? Because you have a, you took his driver's license. And stuff I took like his that. driver's license. I took, you, you got to have an ID to pawn stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be valid. But he has to have an ID. Um, you write that, all that information down. Then he's got to sign the paper that he's the one that brought that merchandise to me. Mm -hmm. Nowhere on that paper does it say... I guarantee these coins are gold. Yeah. And you, you, it just says gold oh, coins. Yeah. It says Walking Liberty gold coins. You know, you have <laughs> yeah. a gold collar. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a leg to stand on. There's no prosecution for that. They weren't stolen from it. That, that's our big thing. If you ever bring something stolen to the pawn shop, you'll go to jail for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You'll pay for that. They weren't stolen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't, he got him at some carnival or yeah. fair or something. I don't know. Wow. Well, hey, pe there's people that make livings producing replicas and fakes and selling it. Oh. Past it. They, they get good at it. They're making fake purses. They're making yeah. fake gold coins. They're making fake rifle scopes. Yeah. I mean, fake Rolexes. That used to be the big thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a fake Rolex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was only twelve or fifteen hundred dollars, and I worked at the other shop for somebody else. And I thought I had a big one on the line, and mm -hmm. then it came out for sale. And we had it inspected. The back popped open, and it's got plastic gears and stuff in it. Oh, uh, yeah. The, at the outdoor. Yeah, that yeah. that was the worst hit I did for my boss. Oh. You know, I always wanted to do good for him. I, mean, I never stole off him. I mm -hmm. rarely missed work. He was a great guy. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. So that was devastating. And that was the hardest hit I ever took for him. Was uh, yeah. taking a fake Rolex in once. That, that was a hit. You, like I said, you never forget who screwed you. The oh, big oh ones, no. The big ones you lose on, you don't forget those. No. What about a robbery? Um, At either on, store. Yeah, knock on wood. Um, any, I've been through four or five of them. No but shit. They always do it whenever we're not there. Whenever okay. they don't come in because we're yeah. armed. Yeah, that's what it's saying. Everybody walks around with a gun on them, even though uh, you can't see it. Yeah, yeah we got yeah. a seal carry. Don't I got a gun on me now. Yeah, I got <laughs> I thought so. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't go anywhere without a gun. Um, yeah, in, in walking around the shop, that uh, 
Yeah, they 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 want the merchandise or the gold. They don't they don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. And if you come yeah. into my shop, it's going to be a shootout. That's all I've got. Yeah. That's yeah. all I've got. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Right for, for sure. For sure. You same, know what I mean? Yeah. Same with it, my house. You know, exactly. Yeah. They don't want to shoot out. No. They want the merchandise. So they'll do it, you know, at night. But yeah, we've been through, like I said, I think four different robberies, but there was always something coming through the air ducts. What? Um, yeah, yeah, they come in through the what? air ducts. Wow. They come down through the ceiling, some real James Bond shit. <laughs> They come in through that way <laughs> once, and then uh, one time, they, uh, well, just breaking the front glass and coming in that way. But one time, it took them a couple, three days. They climbed up the fire escape, and this fire escape had a, a, a roof over it, so you couldn't see up on the side of the building. Mm -hmm. And they took six concrete block out of the side of the building, two stories up. On, out of the side of the building and then placed them back in there so we wouldn't see it from the inside. We never noticed yeah, that yeah, there was concrete yeah. blocks removed. Uh -huh. you know, and, and they took out all the mortars and the joints and then gently placed the blocks back in there. In South Wayland? No, that was in at the outdoor store. Uh, okay. Still, though, it's like pretty intricate That's job insane. for around here. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's thought out That's a little smart. bit. Yeah, like... And then they placed the blocks back in there, and then they come back the next day, took a little more mortar out, and then the, the third day, I'm guessing, I don't know. Um, the, and then the third day, they was able to get in. They just popped the blocks and got in That's and a bunch of guns. I think they took around 20 long guns that time. Oh, Wow. You get away with it? Or they... Oh, no. The ATF, they, they're they are really, 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 really smart people. Uh -huh. <laughs> they always yeah. get caught. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you steal a gun, you're from, especially from a pawn shop, you're going to get caught. Those, mm -hmm. those guys, they don't, especially our local ATF in Wheeling or whatever, there's some really, really smart people that work there. Oh, yeah. They probably they probably get access to everybody's phones, too, right? Um, I, I think you have court orders, still, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> they probably just tap into anybody's when they want really yeah that'd be my best advice is never steal a gun especially here in the valley yeah those yeah. men and women down there are top notch man we're never gonna steal a gun we're trying to figure out how to rob a casino though <laughs> <laughs> man see we're duck no, dig no, underneath okay so um expansion have you ever thought of expanding I think about it quite a bit um what about different ventures or another pawn shop, both included? Think about it all the time. I'm real good friends with another pawn shop owner here in the Valley, and, and I talk to her um, a couple times, you know, a month, maybe once a month. And we've always, always thought about getting together. We've collaborated many times because she's got a small shop, maybe a little bit smaller than mine, small shop, and thought about doing something. But uh, it's so hard to find people you, you can trust. Yeah. Especially in your business. Your yeah. I think that more gold, so in any business. Yeah. It, it's yeah. hard to find people that you trust. They mm -hmm. see a stack of money or you know, see a couple of grand, they're like, Oh, he's not gonna miss a couple hundred. You oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you gotta have cash on hand at the pawn shop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just, just in small places like a Gumby's, they keep so much in the safe. You know, at least once every two months you hear somewhere out of the 44 stores, somebody took 200 bucks out I've of I've heard that. And I don't yeah. know anybody that works for Gumby's, but I've heard that. Yeah, that, 200 bucks just come yeah. up missing out of nowhere, and they got cameras. Jody keeps cameras everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that don't stop them. They don't understand. They're still doing it. They don't, yeah. Well, they don't care. I don't yeah, understand that's... either because 
you're throwing away a job that's going to pay. Now, it's not, you know, a good living, but it means five, six hundred bucks a week if you're working full time. You steal two hundred bucks one day and it's gone in two days and then you're out of a job. Like, what, what? You got to look down the road. Yeah, yeah that's like, what, what sense does it make? Math ain't mathing on that. No. Mm -hmm. The one lady, uh, I'm not going to say any name, she stole probably last summer 60, 70 cartons of cigarettes. Jesus. Yeah, she just walked in on camera, no mask, no nothing, just had a garbage bag, started throwing cigarettes off the shelf, everything, started taking beer, shit like that. I'm like, what are you going to do? Open up the trunk like it's the 80s and sell them for two bucks a pack or something? You know what I mean? Right. How do you do like in cigarettes these days? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I bought them in West Virginia. I lived in Pittsburgh for a while, and I brought mm -hmm. it up there, you know, and add 10 bucks on our card, and they're still getting a 20 $30 deal. You know, I'm not saying I'd run a ring just for friends and family, you know, make 10 bucks. <laughs> Beat that out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, to expand, um, the only people I really trust in my shop is my kids. I trust them. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't yeah. steal. And, and they're, they're, they don't want to be pawnbrokers. You can't expect your kids to really? follow your dreams. Right. Yeah. right. That's my dream. That's not mm -hmm. their dream. You know, my daughter's going into business and my son will be a veterinarian. Oh, that's nice. not that's good. That's good. That's mm -hmm. not what they want to do. No. Well, I can imagine it's probably a big headache, too, a lot of the times. I never get a day off. No. I never really get a day off. If I'm not there, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, right. that's what I, I say. Yeah. yeah, if I'm not there for three days on a vacation, I'm a nervous wreck. I'm yeah. a nervous wreck if I'm not in my shop. If we just went, come back from the beach, we was there for five days. After two and a half days, I was like, man. Yeah, you got to check in. What time is it? We, we, we got to get it. We're leaving at 6 a.m. Right. Yeah. Like, We're getting the hell out of here. Yeah, I you got know. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting out of here. He yells at me all the time because we'll be trying to hang out. I'll start talking about a job or what we're going to do tomorrow. And he's like, I want to relax. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's stressing me. Yeah, that that's one thing. Because me and him are best friends. We've known each other our whole lives. And it's like, you know, balancing when it's time to work and when it's time to not. Because there was a period when he first came, like, we're talking business till 11 o'clock at night. You know, right. just how we're going to come up tomorrow or what we're going to do. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to be, like, not talking about business after, like, 6. Because it's just Absolutely. too much. And the movie came about, and he'd be working yeah, on the Yeah, I was like, let's... The, well, back to the movie that I wanted to do, that was for winter work. Like, I wanted something to do over winter. And so that's what brought that up. And we tried it, like, two or three times. And it wasn't making any sense. And then I wrote that book. And... It, it's a hundred pages, and it's it, it took a, fantastic. Yeah, it took oh, it took so long to write and everything. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Copperhead Kenny, your his Copperhead Kenny is based off you in your pawn shop. Oh, that's fantastic. Loose, loosely, right? Loosely, loosely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but that was kind of like the scenery and idea. That'll be my new alias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, sorry, sorry. We wanted, yeah, we wanted to do the pawn shop scene, but. We ended up, it was already, it, time and money. Yeah, and it was already an hour and a half long and everything, so I was kind of like trying to wean it down. And I didn't know if, because uh, we use uh, fake guns in it too, so sure. I didn't know, like, the rules of that, the how rules you feel. of that, or how you would feel about that. You know, if we came in with fake guns and, you know, and you, like, were like, because in the book, we're, you buy them. Yeah, yeah, you buy them. It's a non issue. 
Okay. Well, the, they are painted. There's no orange tips on them. Yeah. So I didn't want to like fry, like come up to you and fry out and be like, yeah, I want to come in here, make a movie, sell you a bunch of fake guns, and then have you come try and kill us for it. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what I wanted to do the movie for. And um, you're still pulling out like Baldwin on me. We're good. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's why we still just use fake guns. <laughs> yeah, right. We have the real ones, but we don't we don't use that. I, I want to do that because that's <laughs> we don't want a Brandon <laughs> Lee, you know, yeah. and Brandon Lee yeah, like scene Baldwin. going on here. But that's we did. Um, you'll have to watch it. It's pretty cool. It's it's low budget. You know, we just use sure. the uh, GoPros and stuff. But I found a way to put like CGI and flashes, gun flashes, and shot like sound effects, gun sound effects and stuff. And that that's what I really, uh, that's what I'm passionate about. I would say that's like my uh, hobby, you know, and, and I wanted to make that like a reality. I and I really obsession. do appreciate you coming here because that like definitely helps. And it gives mm -hmm. us more of a vo valid, makes us more valid instead of just having like our friends on. Yeah. You know, we want to have more, more, people. more guests, bigger guests, people in the, you know, that people know. And I guess prominent <laughs> figures around Wheeling. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say I'm prominent, but I do know a lot of people around Wheeling. Like, huh. And a lot of people know who I am. Yeah. And I yeah. don't go to a lot of public places because of that. Right, right. Just because they want to talk shop. Look, but I clocked out at 5 o'clock. You want, that, to talk, yeah, yeah. you want to meet me down to the festival and ask yeah. me what gun I've got or how your mm -hmm. pawn's doing? I don't mind. I yeah, will, yeah. but I avoid those places, so I don't have to talk about, mm -hmm. you know, that, work all the time. I, yeah, that's how, like, we're at the bar, I never talk about Big Bear. I'm just, right. you, you see the football game, or, you know, you, yeah, you watch baseball, you make any bets lately, you know, I don't, I just want to relax. I'd know, rather talk about, about your profession than my profession when I'm all on the clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'll talk about, you know, uh, coal mining. I'd rather hear about your coal mine stories than mm -hmm. me talk about my shot. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I walked through Respects to get steak and rice, what, two or three days ago. I saw two people that knew me from Big Bear, and somebody just yelled, Gum Beach! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I'm, I got a buzz on. I'm hungry. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I always just try to make people laugh at my work, but when I leave, it's just, you know what I mean? I want to drink my beer, eat my steak, watch my TV, cuddle with my dog. When I was younger, my kids thought I was B-rated famous. It's B-rated famous. You know everybody. How you know? Oh, people? yeah. You know. You're, you're I, kinda, we think you know, you're famous. Well, we, no. Yeah, every time we pass the shop. And that's a good location, too, yeah. where you have it. Because the outdoor store, they're out. They're out of business. Well, I think that's Wheeling's fault to some degree. Because that is a main road. I love this area. I'm sorry about talking some shit. Main road. Absolute ass. Ever ever since I was ever since I was little, I've right. never remembered it being like good. You know? Yeah, never. Right. It's always either bumpy or half the street's gone. The favorite truck feels like it's gonna fall apart driving down that thing. It's thirty years old, you know what I mean? We take take care of all kind of maintenance on it, but it's still it's just it just destroys vehicles. It really does. It kinda of looks something out of a, like a third world country. I was up there recently. Oh my for god, a yeah. And I was like, man, this isn't even, this is the main dragon wheeling. How depressing is that? Yeah. How sad yeah. is that? And it's been like that, once again, like you just mentioned, for years and years and years and years and years. And when, when I worked up there, I was like, I know I don't want to be on Main Street. Mm -hmm. so when I was picking out my building. I knew that I didn't want to be in the heart of wheeling. No. That, that was no. a big deterrent. No parking. No parking out there. Mm -hmm. 
one lane. Um, yeah, the traffic volume's good, but ain't nobody paying attention. When they're going to work. They're yeah. trying not to hit the person in front of them because yeah. traffic's all backed up. They're not yeah. looking at your shop. They can't find a parking spot. He's 60 years old. He can't walk from the parking garage up there yeah. to even shop. You're losing a big demographic of people that have money because you don't have no curbside parking. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a big factor in why I bought my building. I've got plenty of parking. You can park right by the uh, picking the location that I'm in. I do have plenty of parking. You know, that, yeah. let's get them in the door first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You got to get them in the door. Yeah. And then right. you can, you know, sell them something or, you know, let them do their business at that point. But you got to get them in the door. If it's mm -hmm. not convenient, if they have to walk two blocks, oh, nobody's walking two blocks to come in and, and just look around, buy a yeah. drill. They'll, they'll go to the next place. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Just get them in the door first, because South Wheeling is perfect. I know you got you know quite a few spots on the side, even on the road. Something I was curious about. I forgot to write it down. My dad's here to write it down. Once they're in the door, like, uh, do you have any approach that you like think out, or do you just let people shop, or like you know they come in, you see them looking at something, do you, you kind of try to. I don't want to say salesman, but just talk them up, talk them up, you know, like they're looking at a product, tell them some details, or anything like that. I'll be totally honest with you, my, cam my camera system is, is first-rate stuff. I see you as soon as you pull in the parking lot. Uh -huh. I start sizing you up as soon as you pull in the parking lot. I look at what you drive. Mm -hmm. I watch how you get out of your vehicle. I feel a little I creeped look, out because I was just there. I look, at, <laughs> I look at how you're dressed. Mm. Once again, I look at where you're driving. Are you in a company vehicle? Are you a blue collar? Are you an old bitty getting out of the Cadillac? I'm sizing you up before you walk in. And that lets me mentally think how I'm going to approach this individual. Wow. Yeah. Is this a hardworking blue collar individual that could be looking for tools? And you're going to talk to that person differently than the, the old lady that just got out of the Cadillac that's there to buy a diamond ring. We're going to yeah. approach each individual a little differently. And, you know, I don't mean to say I'm judgy in regards right. to how I treat you. I'm going to treat everybody as good as I can. Mm -hmm. right, right. But certain people like to be treated certain ways. Right. Some yeah. of these people yeah. you got to use really use kid gloves with. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. Everybody thinks I'm mean. I'm just, I just got like a... I don't know. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, everybody likes to be treated the way they like to be treated. Yeah. Not everybody's... Yeah. You're going to treat everybody good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. That's bottom yeah. line. Until they don't treat you good. You treat everybody as good as you can, but you speak to people differently based on their demographic and what you see and how they're dressed. And I tell that to my kids all mm -hmm. the time. You know, it's the impression that you're putting out there. Right. How you're going to be treated. You yeah. two times to make that first impression. One's how you look. I don't give a shit what people say. They're mm -hmm. going to treat you how you look. And the second time is whenever you open your stupid fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say something stupid. Those are your yeah. two first impressions. Somebody write that yeah. down. Don't mess, <laughs> Don't mess it up. And, and that, that's just the way of the world. That's not me. Yeah. That's not the way I yeah. conduct my business. But that's the way people treat you, the way they perceive mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I know. I relate to what you're saying a lot. Um, I don't know if you do, but when you roll, we roll up to somebody's house, you know, you pull in, you look at the house, the driveway. You start thinking, you know, is this somebody that just absolutely needs to have something done and they're looking for bottom dollar or, you know, is this high quality product? Take your time. You know, everything's precise. Even if you're an eighth of an inch off, look at, scrap it, do it again. You know what I mean? There's right. different. Yeah. You, you got to yeah. know your clientele. It's not to be judgmental, but you do have to make a judgment and give them what they want. 
I don't want to say an act, but be personable enough and honest at the same time. You know what I mean? Always, always yeah. honest. Yeah. Always honest with people. Yeah, yeah, that, that's hundred percent. That's a quality to have. I've I've messed that up on a few quotes because I, I guess the nice way of saying I'm an asshole. I don't have a filter. I don't mean it. Like I don't, I'll just say some dumb shit trying to make somebody laugh, and then they're like. <laughs> they took me out there. Like, I'm not me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm bad about sale. it. <laughs> I've offended a couple people in the draft beer gummies. You know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> sorry. Honestly. Yeah, oh, tell them about the the boss when the boss came through. Oh, I hope I hope Jody watches this because I still tell the story. I I'm not gonna lie, my head got so big. So there's this guy. I don't know his name. He drives a little truck. Good guy. Awesome. He, he's just like me. He likes to joke around, you know, could walk in the door and be like, shut up. I mean, he put the middle <laughs> finger up, tell him to go fuck yourself. You know, how's your <laughs> You know what I mean? But he come to the drive-thru one day, and this was about the end of winter. And he's on the phone. And I'm like, bro. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's, it's Jody. I'm like, okay. Here, give a fuck. He starts, you, you go. Yeah, he starts laughing. He's like, he said, grab me a 12-pack of White Claws, and I'll come back and pay for it later. I laughed in his face. was like, fuck you. Give me you a 12-pack of White Claws. What are you talking about? Give me 20 bucks. I can get you a 12-pack. He goes, no, man, seriously. I'm not messing with you. Jody, the owner, is on the phone. Like, he said, you know, go ahead, give it to me, and, and if I don't show back up, he'll come in and pay for it. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe you, dude. Like, I love you, but you're a good guy. But no. Hands me the phone. I was like, hello? He goes, this is Jody. I was like, you fuck yourself, this is Jody, dude. I'm not giving anybody anything for free. Dead silent. No, this is this is Jody. I own all 40-something stores. <laughs> Give him the 12-pack, and I will come back and pay for it later if he doesn't. I'm like, I swear to God, dude, if I get in trouble for this, I will find yours. I said some dumb shit. Not, you know, I want to be like, serious. I'm like, all right, I, but if I get in trouble, I'm going to be pissed. If someone's getting fucking cussed out, like, I'm going to be pissed. I can't remember exactly what I said. About two, three hours later, Jody comes to the store, pays for the man's white claw with a $100 bill, and tips me to change. No shit, man. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That actually happened right now? It pays off to be a dick sometimes, I guess. I split it with the other girl working there. Uh... I don't know how often you go there. Oh, Meg's Cherry. She's a real nice person. Loud, loud mouth. <laughs> Same as me. I walk in the store. She'd be like, get the fuck out. I'd be like, how's your day? You, you know what I mean? But that, I was so surprised. $60 tip for telling the owner to go fuck it. So. Yeah. Protecting his investment. Yeah. Well, I see $60. I, if, if I had his number in my phone and he called, you know, I'd never have talked to him like that. Sure. You know what I mean? So that, that's kind of like the judgment relation. Correlation. I don't know. I swear, life... That's why when I do the podcast, too, I am fully... I fully believe that everybody's life is its own movie. The random shit that happens to us on a daily basis, whether it be a shit show at work, went well, something stupid like that, the random things that happen, I'm sure you've seen crazy stuff in your shop. Yeah, yeah. And you just sit back and you're like, you can't write this stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't. And so like, the podcast explained things like that. 
eventually, I hope we make enough money where we have just someone with a GoPro or camera following us. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, Did you ever have to kick anybody out? Uh, not. No, they pretty much did to themselves. No, that's honestly no, surprising. Said, no, you're not allowed in here. You know they know mm -hmm. when they're not welcome. <laughs> yes, yeah. and not yeah. let that be known. Mm. You know, but uh, no, you, there's a there's a deal to be had mm -hmm. on every deal. There's a happy medium in there somewhere. We're not both going to be totally happy with the way that things went, but there's yeah. a deal in there somewhere, and you just got to find it. You got to you got to probe. You got to probe the questions. You got to see where they're at and what they have, and try to meet them halfway. Mm -hmm. You can't try to retire off of every deal that you make. That's true. Yeah. You can't retire off every yeah. lawn job that you take in. Mm -hmm. That's not the way it's done. There's a deal in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know. You just got to be willing to put the time in and ask the right questions and, and have the experience to know what you're looking at. Yeah. It goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And feel their side, you know, and you've got a side because you've got kids to feed and lights to keep on. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you can convey that to them. I understand you need this, but I need this. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, this isn't, this doesn't happen for free. That's why you know. he just put an $8 minimum just because of that. We had a big problem with Cheap yards and them yeah. being picky, right? They're real small. And it's like, I'm going up there. I, I had yards for fifteen dollars oh, when I first sure. started. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like getting there for gas, and I'm doing it for free. Yeah, but we we don't even we won't even touch that now. But yeah, I used to tell people, "Hell, bring your truck by, I'll wash it." I mean, I'm here to make money. Whatever, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It don't matter. I never did wash it, <laughs> but I'm willing to yeah. go that extra mile, especially when I first started out. You know, you want to buy this hat? It's for sale. Everything's uh -huh. for sale. You bring your truck around. I got to make money here today. Yeah. You know, I can't yeah. put these lights on for free. Yeah. So now the deals have gotten better, and I try to, you know, try to make it all mm -hmm. work somewhere yeah. down the line. Yeah. Give a little more here, a little less there, and it all comes out in the wash at that point. You know, you just yeah. mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta try to make every deal work for right. everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, like I said, you can't retire off every deal that you're making. That's not going to happen. You, you can't skin everybody that comes in that door or they won't come back. Well, it's hand-in-hand -hand reputation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Because you're going to tell him, he's going to tell yeah. them, and then yeah. next thing you know, Mike's down there skinning everybody on every deal. Mm -hmm. Go to the other guy. He'll get a little more. Or he'll yeah. do you a little better. Mm. You know, I've, I've, we've quoted and done several drugs strictly from word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth yeah. is one of the best forms of advertising. In this valley? It definitely yeah. Will make you or break you yeah. in this valley. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Around here. Yeah. And we're all just three people. Every, everybody says. Yeah. The way I look at it, we, with our reputation, we're super nice and I make sure everybody, all the guys are nice and everything. So if they're mad at us for whatever reason, we don't want to deal with them. Like if there's, uh, with the fifteen old late the fifteen dollar lady that uh fifteen dollar a yard, her yard, and she wants to complain that like we miss a spot on weed eating. It's like I can't come back. Like that's what I told her. That's what ended that. Is it was fifteen dollars every time and I was I sent a guy out there and the guy's getting paid fifteen dollars an hour, like fourteen fifteen to go do it. And I I just had her on the list, you know, because she was one of the early customers. Right. And I, income. Where and that's where I was doing it. And I would do it for fifteen because I had this neighbor too. That was sixty. Same yard. 
you know, and I just, she gave me the sob story. And then, so, the guy over here canceled. And then I told her, we need to raise your price. She can't, she can't. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I can keep it at 15. And then, so I sent the guys, they'd cut the yard, you know, just for about a year and a half, you know, doing, just cutting the yard, just real easy, just do it for her. Pretty much charity work. You know, I'm right. paying the guys. And I might even be losing five bucks. Then... She started getting mad. She's like, oh, well, they missed a spot here or they missed a spot here. And I was like, I cannot come back because we are not making any money. If you want to pay a normal price, we'll absolutely make sure it's fine. And it just went back and forth. And it was just like, we can't do it no more because I don't, you know, I'm not making any money. And you're not even happy with the service. So we're not going to do it anymore. But she was I'm mad sorry. about that. I'm she, sorry. Agree to disagree. Yeah, she, she was mad about that. She didn't like it. So, you know, that's one customer where it's like, you know, well, I tried and I'm sorry that it can't be free. You know, if it was, if it was free, I'd love to do it. But in a situation like that, I'm the kind of person in a situation like that, you're not happy. I don't need you as a customer. Here's your $15. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to have to find somebody else. Yeah. Exactly. Give your $15 yeah. back. Mm -hmm. And I apologize that you're not happy. And it's not profitable for me. Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to take this business someplace else. And that's the way I'll conduct myself. Yeah. And they feel like the asshole, because they are. Yeah. You're giving them better than they deserve. Uh -huh. And they're still not happy and going to complain uh -huh. about that. And whenever you turn the table or flip the script on a customer like that and let them see, oh, maybe, maybe I, it's me. You know, mm. then yeah. they know they lost. Mm -hmm. And and you didn't lose anything. The fifteen dollars. Nah, yeah, nah. You don't need every customer. Right. You need the right customers. Right. I always say that. I don't need every customer out there. I need the right customers. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to provide an honest, good service for somebody out there. And if they're trying to swindle me or nickel and dime me or skin me on the deal, that's not the people I want to deal with. And I won't nah. I won't deal with them. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Before, in the beginning, when you know you you're literally walking the line had everything online was your mindset the same because it took me i've only been with zane for four years at big bear four or five it took me two two or three years to realize that i did not have to stress about every single transaction and job and so when you first started did you have a different mindset about that did you try to make everything work did you try to do the little deals just to get it yeah done? a couple dollars absolutely even more so even more so then I worried and stressed about those little deals and those little $1, they stack up to hundreds. Yeah. They stack yeah. up to thousands. You just got to be willing to put the time in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I worried about every aspect, angle. Um, is the stripes in the parking lot painted dark enough? Are they, uh, I, right. I used to, I remember I used to run a chalk line to make sure my stripes in the parking lot was, now I go out there and freehand it. Like, <laughs> you can see where to park. I mean, yeah. I've got other shit to worry about now, but mm -hmm. no, when I started out, I would actually snap a chalk line mm -hmm. and almost get a transit out at due north and then <laughs> yeah. and make sure that chalk line was exactly straight because every little detail, I never, uh -huh. I, that's the face of your business. As soon as you pull in, they're looking at your lighting. They're looking at your sign out front. They're looking yeah. at your parking lot. Is there trash mm -hmm. laying out there? Even now, I don't have trash out there. I don't have a burnout light bulb. I pay attention to the way the sign looks. If it looks mm -hmm. dirty, I'll replace it. I'll buy a new one. That's the face of your business. Before they even walk into their shop, they're going to get an opinion of you. Just mm -hmm. like I was sizing them up on the camera before they walked in. They're sizing me up before they walk in. 
Yeah. Because he have yeah. burned out light bulbs. These are uh -huh. trash laying everywhere. Is his pot machine out of order? Right. Uh -huh. you know, does that does that do good? The pot machine? Yeah. By the way, isn't like money the 90s? <laughs> I love that pot machine. <laughs> it's it's 50 cents a can. I, I do okay. I, yeah. Yeah. All right, because you don't see them anymore. Yeah, like, literally. The strength with that pot machine is volume. It's not that I'm making 50 cents a can. I only make 25 cents. I, I double yeah. my money off of every pot. Uh -huh. Normally I do. Yeah. 20 to 25 cents a can is what I make. Mm -hmm. It uses $50 worth of electric. But I'm so yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, every month you, you know you got to look at your overhead on that. The first fifty dollars mm -hmm. you make on that pop machine, and that's a lot of pops. The first yeah. fifty dollars and fifty cents a can. Mm -hmm. Those first few cans of the month goes towards the electric bill. All right. Yeah. And then yeah. you make money. You've got to buy in volume. Like right. when I tell make sure it's stocked every yeah every couple make days. Make that machine. That better have pop in it. Uh huh. Yeah. Or else they're going to the next machine. And then if you do that long enough. They just quit coming. Because they think it's shut down, yeah. They think, oh, well, there's probably not pop in there. Let's just ride down to... The yeah, there's place. a lot of wanderers mm -hmm. in South Wheeling. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. There's people that come with shopping bags and will buy 10, 11 pops at a time because it's 50 cents a can. It better have pop in it. All right. Yeah. I leave here. Yeah. My truck, my truck up there, the whole back of it is full of pop right now. There you go. There's there right you go. It is awesome. full of pop. I'm going to my shop that I'm low pop mm -hmm. on my day off because still, even to this day, everything's important about my business. Yeah. Everything yeah. is important. Right. I don't normally go up there on my day off, but I figure, how I'm up here. I'm going to pass right by there. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make sure, you know, get me one step ahead of the program come tomorrow. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And that'll yeah. already be unloaded. The machine will be full. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and do that. That's, that's something I struggle with. And you can agree. We never prep for the morning sometimes, so we spend an hour here organizing the trucks. Oh, no, that yeah. needs to be done before you close. Yeah, 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 we do do that. But the other thing is it's changed because it changes so much. And then, like, yeah, that's true. I know, like, I know I can rely on you, but sometimes you're late. And yeah, it's yeah. Like I it, fell back asleep there's the There's been day. many times where I've had just everybody a list mistakes. and ev like, everybody is to do this. This is what we're doing. This, this, this. And then in the morning, two people call off, and somebody else was late. So it's like, or it's raining. The whole plan. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Or it's raining. Yeah, or it rains, and then we can't cut grass. So then I gotta switch all these lists because it's not always. In business school, they taught me to make sure that your uh, biggest you, jobs you are taken care of first, okay. and uh, biggest jobs are first. But and and that's that's you know what I want to focus on for sure. But uh, it's also the pick uh, particular customers too. Like if uh, this customer wants cut, you know, every Friday, you know, I don't want to lose her just because I'm going to push her to the side and we'll get the bigger job. So it's kind of, I got to juggle each customer by their preference. You know, if the weekly uh, old lady that's given, you know, 80 bucks a cut, it's going on, we, we push her back for, you know, a week and a half, we got to get that. We push her back for two weeks, she's going to be pissed, might find somebody else. And that's a steady, reliable thing I can do myself. So it's kind of, when I'm doing those lists in the morning, it's big jobs, who's particular, does it really need cut, and, or is it an emergency or not? Like, it's so, all a juggle, sure. It's, it's yeah. insane. It's, it's a headache. So that's why, like, I got to wait to see where my guys are. And then, you know, then we can part from there. 
But yeah, I do I do understand what you're saying about getting ready at the night before. Even when they group together though, when you were explaining that Betty Zane, I, I used to run the business phone too. Answering people's phone calls. Oh, that's, that's a whole nother. Well, it, it plays into that fact because yeah. then they call and then you're scrambling because they're pissed. So we had, I went and did these quotes. If it was two houses on a lane, I ended up landing five houses in a row and grouped beautiful, it together. Beautiful. There was one lady, her mother lived next door. Her mother had a dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. So I gave it a huge bulk price. It was like, if you did singly, it was about a $250 discount. You know what I mean? And I said, on the, I talked to everybody. They, they were all close. Everybody there lived on the lane. You know, they, they all knew each other, talked, sat on the porch together. This one lady, her and her mother, her mother had nothing to do with it. She pretty much stayed inside and yelled about her dog with no legs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she would call every time about just anything. Complaining. And then if it was, so we agreed on a 10 to 14 day cycle. Everybody know? on the lane agreed to that. Yeah. When we get there between 10 and 14 days, give or take a day or two, which I tell everybody, that's when we get there and we'll do all five houses. It would get to the ninth day she would call. Are you coming tomorrow? I have a schedule. As long as I can, I will. If we didn't go that day, 10th, 11th day, calls all day. And then she would call about... The littlest things, I, I can't even explain. Like missing a spot on weed eating, and then... Not even like a, a patch, just like maybe there's a couple blades of grass on the sidewalk. Oh yeah, she'd like call us back out to, you know, clear view to blow off the side, like a little bit of the sidewalk. And then what happened with that was, it was getting to where the particular customer was getting it, you know, weekly on the dot, and the other, the other lane's like, we don't want it. Which now. is thirty dollars in gas every time yeah, you go up there. Yeah, so we don't want it now. So then we're making two trips a week up to the same spot, and it's just like we need to do it all at once, or we can't do it. So the route factor, also. Yeah, that was, it. and then it, it just. There's a lot of variables in keeping a schedule. And it, like, and then one of those five didn't want to cut ever once a month. Yeah. She changed it to once a month, and then when we came at the month, she's like. You let it grow too long, and we're like, we were here four times and you in the past two weeks. Yeah, and we're knocking and calling, she's not answering. It's like, uh, we had trouble collecting payment, too. So it, it just turned into too much. And so it was a nice paying job, but the stress for it was like, just find somebody else. So we got rid of that one. You need a hay baler after four weeks of not being cut. Well, well, that's another, hog, yeah, something like that. That's, yeah. that's another variable to it in the lawn care business. And no one no one understands that either. We but offer that, but it'll be more. If you want a bag, we offer that. Depending on the size of the yard, it's ten to thirty dollars more. Absolutely. For for no for one, if we can dump it on your property somewhere, for two if we gotta haul it away. You know, that also affects it. And then they're like, oh no. And then you'll get a phone call, you know, two cuts in, three cuts in. Well, I got dead grass all over my yard. Well, you only wanted every 14 days. It rained and then was 80 degrees outside. The grass shot up. It's going to. Yeah, you know, I honored our agreement. I'm sorry. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you want us to bag it next time, 35 bucks extra. Yeah. You know, we'll haul it away. You have to. You have to. 
It's business. It goes back to that happy happy medium, you know, to where if they're loyal customers, they really don't complain too much. All right, you know, we do it this time, but next time, if you want it, 30 bucks. You know, it's the, the give and take thing you were touching on earlier. You know what I mean? It's in every trade, every aspect of business, no matter what store you run, whether it's gas station, pawn shop, or whether you're cutting grass or building fences and porches. You know, it's just, it's a hard, variable, unknown variables are hard to predict. And that's why not everybody can start, run a business yeah, yeah. and handle the stress, which is with your two kids too, especially in the back. That, that's, that's a, that's a tough road. It can be a handful of times. Yeah. yeah. Weirdest thing someone ever brought in. Yeah. That's like, what's the weirdest thing? Weird as in... Um, like, where did you get this? Or what is this? I don't even know what this is. Uh, I've run across that with tools, but probably the strangest thing that anybody ever wanted to pawn, I shit you not, was their prosthetic leg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not where I thought, but nice. okay. <laughs> and he's like, look, man, you know I need it. He's I like, it. I'm on my last leg here. <laughs> oh, like, I, I, Tell me you lost it because I could I, not I, keep I, my cool. <laughs> I like, well, uh, I think there's a market for it. He's like, yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm coming back after it. I need it. I paid thousands of dollars. I know. Uh -huh. Prosthetic legs are probably not cheap. Nah. Arms, legs, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, but I just, I, I look at everything. If you walk out of here and get hit by a bus and killed, what the hell am I going to do with a prosthetic <laughs> leg? Yeah. Yeah. You're gone. I'm stuck with a leg. The unseen variable. <laughs> you know, life happens. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, you, you got anything else? He's yeah. down and out. You know. Uh -huh. he's, he's trying to pawn his leg. He's on his last leg. Yeah. It, I did I, not expect that one, dude. I'll be right back. I couldn't take it. Mm -hmm. Long yeah. story short. Oh, I you turned him down. I, I had to. I, yeah. It's business. It's not because my heart didn't go out to the man. Uh -huh. You know, but you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do me better. I can't. There's absolutely nothing I can do. Yeah, with you, a prosthetic leg. And, mm. You know, it, you got to put your emotions whenever you walk in the door. You got to leave those emotions on the sidewalk. Yeah. You walk in there, it's business. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry that you're going through a divorce, or you need to partner your prosthetic leg. Whatever. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's mm -hmm. got a different story of why That's they true. need money. That's true. Yeah. And, but me as the owner. I try not to get my emotions wrapped up in there. It helps that I'm a really big asshole in normal life. Mm. So I have no emotion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you no know, pity. It's, it's about business. I want to go the extra mile for you, mm. but I'm not going to let you win on my heart to get that extra mile. Excuse me, sir. Sorry. It's got to be in the numbers even at that rate. Yeah. If it's not yeah. in the numbers, I mean, thank yous and appreciation doesn't pay the gas bill. It doesn't pay nah. the electric bill. Thank yous don't pay the electric bill. Mm -hmm. The money does. It's yeah. kind of, you know, and it's about money. You know, it's a business. Mm -hmm. Not I want to help everybody that comes in. That's what I'm there for—to provide you a service, a service that helps you and it keeps my lights on and keeps my kids fed. Also, yeah. yeah. Have you had any um, so, uh, any other clerks or anybody help you out besides? I know you mentioned your uh, kids. No, just my kids. Just you and your kids? Just me and my kids. Wow. And once again, my kids, they, God love them, but that's not their dream. Yeah. That's not yeah. what they want to do. Mm -hmm. I give them the shop. Well, that, that's got to be exhausting, too. Every day for, what, 
eight years now, or well, two. Six days a week. Yeah. Six days a week. That's that's got to wear on you. It can. It can. Once you clock out, once I clock out, I try not to. I try to, you know, not put my mind back at the shop. Yeah. Put it in the rear view and know when I walked out of there, I did the best I could do for the day. Mm-hmm. I did the best I could for everybody that come in there. Yeah. I tried to make yeah. everybody happy. There's nothing I can do after five o'clock. It's it's closed. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. I can do to make it any better of that day's business. Uh-huh. Come back in tomorrow. If you think you can do better, come back in tomorrow with that flyer inside of you and do better. Do mm-hmm. more tomorrow. But it's 5 o'clock, Mike. You need to go home. Yeah. There's yeah. a second part to Mike, and you need to enjoy that, too. Try to. That's true, too, because you, you can know. debate your whole life, but you still got to have some personal time. You have to. You yeah. have to distance yourself a little bit. Not entirely. You can't never do that as a business owner. Mm-hmm. You can't never completely distance yourself from our business. Yeah, he knows I have a hard time with that. We'll have a bad day, and I'll just sit here and bitch and bitch. And right, bitch and right. Sit here and I'll just be so about it. Yeah, I get so frustrated because I, you know, it's just all in your head how to work it out. I, how do you, how do you separate yourself now? When you leave, like, do you have, you know, some music or you call your wife? Yeah, hobbies or anything. Yeah, like when you leave, uh, how how do you separate yourself from the business aspect of your life? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. Really? Oh, yeah? I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts, more so than music ever. Nice. Who do you listen to? Uh, You name it. You name it. Uh, Uh, Ben Shapiro. I'll listen to NASCAR podcasts. I'll listen to um, Kevin Samuels. I'll listen to... Just anything out there that's, that's, I'll listen to podcasts about music, about mm-hmm. upcoming hits, um, like that new Oliver Anthony, I don't know if you've heard that song, but I listen to podcasts is, about... Is that the one where he's uh, in the woods playing, yes. the redneck, yeah, uh, rich man, north of Richmond? Right. Yeah, yeah. I just that's to, all over the On the way right here, now. I just listen to a podcast about that song, people critiquing it and mm-hmm. how it's doing so well. I mean, just anything about current events or yeah. not yeah. just, not ever about the horn show. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, nothing to remind you of the day. No, I just clocked out. I want somebody to take me into their ballpark and put me in mm-hmm. their space and out of mine. Right. That's you the know. beauty of it, yeah. Yeah, I want to be informed about other things. I know what's going on with my place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll listen to uh, just a litany of different podcasts about anything. That's yeah. why I pretty much follow Joe Rogan because he just has such a variety. You never know. You know what I mean? Because his criteria is just if I find it interesting, come in and tell me. Uh, a lot of theorists on there, politicians, uh, the, the guy that swam across, uh, what was that? It was something ridiculous. He swam for like 120 miles or something. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. I can't remember his name. I'm about to look it up. And I do have a camp. Um, I got about six acres in the middle of the woods with no internet. No cell phone service. Oh, yeah. That's um, got to be nice. I put my heart and soul into that. And uh, it's really nice to go out there. You get one radio station, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's that's the only source of media you get is one radio station. That's good. It's country. And my kids are like, Dad, why do you like to go out there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody's bothering me. Nobody's yeah, asking geez. me to pay their rent. Nobody's asking me for $20 to go get hamburger. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I want to help everybody. But my mm-hmm. mind needs a break where I need to do a mental reset also. Yeah. I get that by sitting by the campfire, having some cold beers, just me and the dog. Yeah. Just me and the dog. Mm-hmm. My kids don't even have to be there. But that's that's a good mental reset. I go there three, 
three or four times a month. And oh yeah, that I've always wanted something like that. And, and that that's a mental reset there, where my heart truly is on my free time is at my yeah, camp. That's and good. there's nothing there. I'll be honest with mm -hmm. you. I got six acres in the country. It's out in Amish country in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by Amish people, and they don't bother anybody. They're real nice. Yeah. And uh, and that's my mental reset most of the time is to go there. Mm -hmm. I agree. The disconnection is wonderful. I actually went about three months without a phone and finally broke down and bought one because everybody was getting mad at me. Well, and they couldn't get a hold of me. Business, it's a must-have. Um, on your free time, it's nice to cut that cord go out there and, and do your do your own thing do your country thing or whatever you're into mm. you know you can shoot guns or throw water balloons it doesn't matter yeah yeah, yeah. so what about um uh i think we touched on it but like other other businesses or like other inventions or anything else like you know uh do you like pawn uh pawn stars have right. you ever thought of like doing anything like that? Uh, it takes a lot to get that big. I mean, it takes it takes more help than what I've got to get that big. Yeah, I would love for my shop to be, you know, as big as a gymnasium where I could have side by sides and boats and fur coats and mm -hmm. sneaker collectible sneakers and stuff. Um, right now, I, there there's a there's a crowd for that. There's customers for that. Mm -hmm. I just don't have the real estate to provide that. It's, yeah, that's yeah. the only thing We're, holding me back. Just where I'm at now. Just because you don't have the real estate doesn't mean you still can't. Uh, you know, interesting things that happen in the store. I'm sure there's moments where you just can't stop laughing or something. How if you catch it all on film, you do what we're doing right now. Like I wish we could film our day to day life. That's the hard part too. That's is like, like, I can only imagine how they do it with pawn stars. Because I mean, that's not all every day, every second. Day. Yeah. yeah, all day. You know, every day. there's well, a lot it's of probably beat. staged now. They're that big. But some I'm... downtime. But having like, uh, we wanted to do it with Big Bear because there's always stuff with Big Bear going on. But like getting somebody to come film you, even during the doll parts, like they either got to be like, and then going working for free or it's not worth it. You know, you can't pay another guy fifteen dollars an hour to just stand in front of a camera. You know, it's gonna it, it's it costs well, right now it would be worth it, but it's. You know, Big Bear's background, getting the funds to do something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely would like to do that. But no other businesses? Um, I'm looking towards retirement in, in a different business, but it won't be pawnbroking. Oh, yeah? Well, never mind. You're going to think this is so, so dumb. Everybody is like, what? Oh, no, let's hear it. He's sounding like, you know, there's a organic child's toys or something. like that. No, I'm just kidding. Close. I want to buy an ice cream truck and go make little kids happy. Oh, that's that is great. something that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. What do you mean? That dumb? is that's awesome. I want to buy an ice cream truck. Yeah, we that's, used to. That's my retirement goal. There you go. I he just brought back years, dude. He right. used to have one here right. every day. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't see them anymore. No. Uh, uh there is a market now. I want to drive around sure these right. neighborhoods and and see little kids smile. You uh -huh. know, I, I I've seen my kids, and I remember. As, as a child, the, the ice cream truck, you knew that song. You knew what it was. Yeah, and when you hear it down there, it starts sprinting. Who's not happy yeah. to see the ice cream yeah. truck driver? Yeah. yeah. I, when we were young, there was kids riding bikes all over this hill. I rarely see kids playing outside anymore, which makes me sad. They hear that jingle music. Take it to the parks and stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I just, you know, you're solving everybody's problem. I'm, sol I'm trying to help everybody solve their problems uh -huh. six days a week now. Mm. 
yeah. if I could just bring joy to people's life and, and not worry about their problems for a couple of minutes while they're eating an ice cream cone, yeah, yeah. you know, um, that would make me personal. Yeah, and people's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You don't want to buy a race car? You don't want to go do this? Mm -hmm. No. I don't want a hot air balloon. No. no. I want to make people happy. That's nice. Know. I've said that for years. When I wake up, if I made somebody laugh, smile, I'm good. I don't care what there happened. You know. yeah. 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 It still might stress me out here and there, but someone smiles at something stupid I said, good. That's it. I had a good day. Wake up, another one's coming tomorrow. God providing. That's one thing I don't think. That's one thing I haven't. Uh, I didn't like think about, and I'm sure not a lot of people have thought about. Like being a the pawn shop owner is like. There's people like coming to you that like really do need the money that Absolutely. are hungry and like maybe homeless and you know, and just the mental strain on that dealing with people that you know like the uh, prosthetic leg guy. You know, he probably didn't need the money, but there's nothing you can do about that. And that's got to be mentally wearing. It does. It does. That, it has that, a mental drain on you because you want to help everybody. Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, heartless. Mm -hmm. Everybody that comes in, you want to help them, and, and they're hungry, and they have two kids with them, and, and they've got something that you totally normally would never take. Yeah. At that point, yeah. it's almost like if I can break even, I'm taking it, mm -hmm. even if I don't make anything off of it. Yeah. It gives them twenty dollars. They're gonna do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay breaking even. Breaking even in business is sometimes the best you're ever gonna do. That's you, the best you'll do sometimes is just yeah. breaking even. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have situations where someone comes in acting that desperate but you know they don't need the money for what they're saying they you, need it for? Sure, you gotta use your best judgment. Mm -hmm. You gotta use your best judgment. And then you look at them, they've got their nails done, they got a thousand dollar cell phone. They're getting out of a Cadillac. Oh. I yeah. mean, you got to get your priorities right. Right. Um, you know, it's differently if you're climbing out of a beater with a heater. Your sneakers are blowed out. You can tell. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're making some bad life choices here. You don't need that $1,000 cell phone. You don't need the Cadillac, the Louis Vuitton bag. Your nails are on point. Your eyebrows <laughs> are on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you got your shit mixed up. You know, that's why you're broke. It's yeah. not because of the economy we're in. Mm -hmm. It's because your poor financial decisions you made before you walked through my door. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You know, you're not a victim of society at that point. Mm -hmm. You're a victim of your own demise. You're talking about cosmetic thing. Honestly, like, not to be dark, I was thinking, like, drugs. Like, people come in, and they do have a heater with a heater in the blow, but they're, you know, obviously just out there. Does that happen a lot? What's your question? Drug, like people that you know. Crackheads. Like, yeah. That I think are on drugs? Yeah. Um, I lowball you. That's not what I'm there for. You come in, ate up with scabs. Uh, you come in, you're whacked out. Yeah. I'm lowballing the shit out of you. Once again, I don't need every customer. I need that's, the right yeah, customer. So, that's what I was okay. thinking when you said that. Okay, so you just lowball them because you don't want them. Right, in that, there. that's <laughs> not much. the customers that my good customers want to see in there. That's true. Right. Yeah. My good paying customers, my repeat customers, the people that know that mm -hmm. I can count on them and they can count on me. That's not the kind of people that I, I choose to do business with. Mm -hmm. You yeah. might as well not come in if I, you know, if you're all whacked out, scabbed up mm -hmm. with a backpack yeah. deal. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not there for that. I'm not going to help you. Yeah, I that's. Mean, we cut a Dollar General when there was uh, in. 
was that Powhatan? Were you, I don't know if you were there, but there was needles everywhere. Right. In the grass and the on the yeah, sidewalk. Yeah, I was there for that. I yeah. mean, like, 30 needles in the grass every time I look down, and I'm, I don't want to pick them up. And no. then you hit them with a weed ear, and you got glass and blood scarring everywhere. And yeah. it's just like, I told him I dropped that contract, too. I said, I'd have to pay my guys $45 an hour to go out there and pick up all your needles. Well, the family dollar be... was like that the first time we did it, too. Well, not that bad, but there be... was three or four we had we picked up the first time I cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. We did the family dollar in South Carolina. Uh, across like from that. the uh, post yeah, office. Like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right down the we... Ten blocks up from you. It's it's not that bad anymore. Yeah. But that one in Ohio was... Terrible. That was... That's not the right customer. Mm-hmm. You don't need all the customers. No, well, it's not family dollar's fault. Or, I'm sorry, what was it? I think that one was a Dollar General, yeah. It's not Dollar General. But yeah, you're right. You, you don't, you don't, you don't and I learned, I had to learn that. I didn't learn that until my third, yeah, probably my third year. Because I was so hungry for the money. And just, right. if I can make $15 here, I'll do that. I'm not busy. You know, but now I'm trying to settle down and become, uh, I'd like the business to, you know, be so fine-tuned that I can, anybody I send out, you know, they're just as good as me. Absolutely. You know, and he, Nathan's pretty much there. <laughs> he's pretty good. He can do it all. And I just don't. It's hard to, he's my best friend though, you know, and that's where it's like finding anybody else to do it is a shot in the dark almost, you know, because he, he, the reason he cares so much, it isn't because of what he's getting paid or it isn't because right. he loves to cut grass or he loves building walls or he loves even talking to people. It's because, you know, he's my best friend. He's like a, brother pretty much so that's why he cares so much and that's Family why business means yeah that that's why my business too it's so nice having him having his help because without him i definitely I'm not saying i'm innocent i fucked up and no call no shoot a couple times in five six years my uh, kids do uh, yeah yeah but when it's when shit it's a fan he's there and that's really just having somebody there to help you And I think that's so remarkable that, like, pretty much it's you for the pawn shop. It's you. You got you to rely on, and that's it, you know, at the end of the day. And, yeah, you said that at the beginning of the podcast. You know, you got to rely on yourself because no one else is going to be as invested in it. No one else is going to be as invested into your business as you are. That's fact. They might care. They might want to help you. They might want to see you do good. Your parents love you. Mm-hmm. I have to contest to this. I've been more invested in Big Bear at times than you. I thought about quitting. Yeah, that's another question I want to ask you. Have you ever thought about quitting? Just closing it up and just going back to, you know, another pawn shop or getting a Walmart job or have you ever thought of that? I don't know any other skill other than be a pawnbroker. I've done it so long. I have no transferable skills Yeah. to say, oh, I can go do HVAC now. Well, I, I just want to do that. I don't have a transferable skill. I thought you were an electrician for a while. Not an electrician. Well, for the electric company doing electric repair pole work. Okay. And that, I mean, you could teach a monkey how to do that if you had enough bananas. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. But yeah. I have no no transferable skills other than I can work hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can go out and dig a ditch. I mean, I mean, honestly, in this day and age, dude, that's a skill now too. Yeah, yeah. It's, a lot of people don't even want to do it. Very right, right. strong yeah, desired trait right there. I get a lot of contractors on weekly that that want to know if I know anybody they can hire to do work or to come work for them. And I know a lot of people that want that want a job. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know a lot of people that's willing to go out and bust ass and put in a hard day's work every that's, day. That's pretty much, uh, that's, yeah. that's our cat. Yeah, <laughs> mascot. All kinds of people out there say they want a job. Mm. You know, wanting doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't get the nah. job done. Or I'm hoping to get a job or can I work, you know. it's He yells at me for this all the time because I'll tell somebody they can work for the day. And at the end of the day, they'll ask for a little bit of cash. Never come back. Right. And I, 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 I pulled out of the account, give them 40 bucks, and I'll see you more at nine. That's why I do two weeks. You know, I, 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 like, I like to wait. Because you know, a lot of people just want that first paycheck and then they're gone. Right. So. Work till noon, work till lunch, and they're out of here. Yeah, get yeah, their right. 20 bucks and then they're out. That happened to me too. Uh, okay, I don't want to say any names, we're still recording. Uh, little 21, 22 year old guy. I was still working at Gumby's every Sunday before season picked up. He came over and asked me and said he's seen the mowers, whatever, you know, what do you do? Like we cut grass and landscaping, just about everything, outdoors. He worked for a couple of days. We were installing edging, edging. like uh, this stuff here, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're installing that. Well, I left to get more material or do a quote, something. Come back. He's gone. And my edging's cracked two feet from the end. He ran away. He broke it and started walking home. Didn't call, didn't do nothing. Well, I think he texted you. Oh, yeah, he texted me and he said, I'm sorry, I can't work here. I broke this and I can't fix it. (laughs) And then didn't hear from him again. I was screaming (laughs) in the truck just to myself. Like, I just, oh, I'm so mad. Because, like, that's the respectable aspect of... If I had to show back up and he would just been sitting there or finding something else to do, organize, you know, bring some rock up towards, you know, get it started anyway, yeah, I'd have been upset. I'd have been like, what, what are you thinking? But at the end of the day, it's, all right, you owned up to it. This is how you fix it. Absolutely. You, you can't, mm-hmm. Nobody sticks around to learn from their mistakes anymore. Yeah, it's they just, just get scared and leave. Which I'm guilty of before, too. Yeah, I know everybody's pissed at me, so I just stay away. For a while, you know what I mean. I think like, I understand it, but come on, man, you're on a job. You want to learn how to do it. You got to make a mistake every now. You're going to. You're going to. Like I've told my kids, they've come to me and been like, "Dad, I just broke this." <laughs> yeah. And been like, it happens. I know mm-hmm. it happens. Even if you're selling ice cream cones, right. you're going to drop one every once in a while. You're going to lose mm-hmm. money. It's not always going to be perfect. Yeah. You're not always yeah. going to make money off of everything. Life happens. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't see it. You stepped on it. You broke that. Now we got to buy him a new one. Watch your step. All okay, right. now that's, you know, we lost money on that deal, but you learned. You're not, you know, life happens. Like Which if they stick around is worth just as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to make that tenfold. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. In the just moment, it might careful. not seem like it, but yeah. Just be a little more careful. Like I said, you're going to drop an ice cream cone every now and then. Mm-hmm. Just be in a hurry or, or you know, not right consistent, whatever it would be. So maybe here in the winter, um, we could shoot that scene? Absolutely. <laughs> we, Absolutely. We can talk about it more later, too, and stuff. But we'll wrap it up because I think it's been an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes or something like that. So... That that could be pretty good for now. That's good. Outro? Yeah. Uh, The whoop. Thanks for watching. And uh, 
This is Mike. Yeah, you just made it weird. <laughs> you just made me Copperhead Keith in the house. Copperhead Keith, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. I'll come back anytime if you ever need to hear more. Yeah, that's Sounds what good. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to have you back, you know. Even just bullshitting about what happened in a week every once in a while. And yeah. If you know anybody, you know, that has something to say, almost anything, let us know. Make an introduction, go out to lunch or something, and then have one. Absolutely. All, all four of us, five, it don't matter. Well, I mean, I think five's limited here. Five's <laughs> <laughs> probably the limit. I think we just scratched the surface on this, but sure, this is just a different yeah. sphere of the yeah, yeah. industry. There's so much more. Yeah. It's such a big can of worms. Okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah, we I definitely love to have, have you back. No yeah. Love the studio. I knew it was going to be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that is, it is a good idea. Do you like aliens? I'm not partial to him, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy who used to be a client of ours, and uh, he's... Uh, 100%. Can help me out here? 100% solely invested of about aliens. Right. Like, he knows that they exist, and they're all in the government. Everybody's a clone. Dracos, Galaxian, starships. Oh, yeah, he knows the different species. Shapers, and yeah, yeah. And, and, and everything, and he just goes on and on. And shapeshifters. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, there's like six different species And, and we're trying to cut the grass. He's telling us all this, and we're like... Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's a whole podcast there in its own. For oh, sure. he's an yeah. interesting character. I, I definitely um, want to get him down here sometime. But well, let me know when this is going to air. That's going to be yeah, be great. Yeah. Oh, it'll air here soon. But probably by the end of the week, I'd say we yeah. got a couple more. Uh, we got some episodes we did, and we're going to add this. And yeah, we'll let you know. That's I'll fantastic. Yeah. I think we should we should archive two or three. That way, oh, that yeah. we can well, like we release weekly. Them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We got a bunch of them from previous, and um, that we got to release too. It's just the the it's hard when you're cutting grass till you know seven p.m. because I got to go in there and edit it out. This man sits at the computer for absolutely you know, eight to ten hours without break before. Oh, sure. It's nuts. To do yeah, to, like get it done in the computer. You know, this will take. Uh, once you take the file in to process it for YouTube to move it into that MP4 file, that takes about an hour just to get it before I can even look at it, you know. And then you got to upload to YouTube's another two, three hours, and it just takes time. And I don't really like computer work. I wish I had somebody that could do it for me, but I'll do it, you know, till we can afford it, till we can get a, you know, somebody that can and pay him. But we'll get it on there as soon as possible. Well, like, hopefully I can uh, help you with that. Whenever you're ready to shoot that movie, let me know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. We'll get you on there. Thank you for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, actually, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. If you need anything else, let me know. Right, we'll do. Note, my dickhead boss is about to pay me. So if you're going to the shop.